and welcome to the Once Again Podcast. We are your hosts, Ashley and Jason. In this episode, we will be looking at the 1981 film, The Fox and the Hound. In this series, we won't be doing a deep analysis of the film, or giving a bunch of behind-the-scenes facts, but giving our impressions of the overall film and the songs from the film. We'll also be giving a score to the film and ranking the songs. So grab some popcorn, sit back, and enjoy this episode. I guess I could uh, do a little thing that says, uh, so prepare to be sad, <laughs> cry a lot, and enjoy this episode. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the Fox and the Hound is a 1981 American animated buddy drama film produced by Walt Disney Productions and loosely based on the 1967 novel of the same name by Daniel P. Mannix. The 24th Disney animated feature film The film tells the story of the unlikely friendship between a red fox named Todd and a hound dog named Copper. The two friends struggle uh, to preserve their friendship despite their emerging instincts and the surrounding social pressures demanding them to be adversaries, as they are enemies by nature. Walt Disney Productions first obtained the rights to the novel by Daniel P. Mannix in 1967. However, actual development of the film would not occur until spring of 1977. The Fox and the Hound marked the last involvement of the remaining members of Disney's Nine Old Men, which included Frank Thomas and Ollie Johnston. Though the old animators had involvement in early development, the film was ultimately handed over to a new generation of animators following the retirement of the old animators. As such, it was the first film for the future directors including er, first film for future directors including Tim Burton, Brad Bird, and John Lester. During production, the film's release was delayed by over 6 months following the abrupt departure of Don Bluth and his team of animators. Further concerns were raised over the handling of the scene in which Chief is hit by a train, which was changed from his death into a non-fatal injury by which he merely suffers a broken leg. The Fox and the Hound was released to theaters on July 10, 1981, by Buena Vista Distributions. The film was a financial success, becoming the 14th highest-grossing film of the year and earning $39.9 million in the United States, or $130.2 million today, with a lifetime box office gross of $63.5 million, or $207.3 million today. However, it initially received mixed reviews from critics who praised the animation and voice acting in the film, but, the belie- but believed the film was not groundbreaking enough. Over time, however, the film has become uh, known as an underrated classic. At the time of its release, it was the most expensive animated film produced to date, costing $12 million, or $93.1 million today. It $39.1 million. Was... Oh, well, I'm sorry, yeah, $39.1 million today. I jumble up numbers in my head. I think I might have a mild form of dyslexia. (laughs) I'm not sure. It was re-released to theaters on March 25th, 1988. An intermediate follow-up, The Fox and the Hound 2, was released directly to DVD on December 12th, 2006. The Fox and the Hound was first released on VHS on March 4th, 1994 as the last entry in the Walt Disney Classic line. The release was was placed in moratorium on April 30th, 1995. Sadly, I couldn't find anything about the Laserdisc release. Oh my god. Um, 
On May 2nd, 2000, it was released on Region 1 DVD for the first time as part of the Walt Disney Gold Classic Collection, along with the simultaneous VHS reissue as part of the same video line on the same day. This edition went into moratorium in January 2006. Soon after, a 25th anniversary special edition DVD was released on October 10th, 2006. The Fox and the Hound was released on Blu-ray on August 9th, 2011, commemorating the film's 30th anniversary as part of a three-disc Blu-ray-slash-DVD combo that was bundled as a two-movie edition featuring The Fox and the Hound 2 on the same Blu-ray disc as well as a separate DVD version of both films. Featuring a new digital restoration, the Blu-ray transfer presents the film for the first time in a 1.66 to 1 widescreen and also features a 5.1 DTS HD Master Audio. The Fox and the Hound 2 is presented in a 1.78 to 1 widescreen and features the same audio channel as the first film. The DVD-only edition of the two-movie collection again features both films on separate discs and was released on the same day. It was directed by Ted Berman, Richard Rich, and Art Stevens. Story by Larry Clemens, Ted Berman, David Meichner, Peter Young, Bernie Mattinson, Steve Hewlett, Earl Cress, and Vance Jerry. Based on The Fox and the Hound by Daniel P. Mannix. Produced by Ron Miller, Wolfgang Reitherman, and Art Stevens. Edited by James Melton and Jim Coford. Music by Buddy Baker. Production company is the Walt Disney Productions. Distributed by Buena Vista Distribution. The runtime is 83 minutes. It stars Mickey Rooney as Todd, Keith Mitchell as Young Todd, Kurt Russell as Copper, Corey Feldman as Young Copper, Pearl Bailey as Big Mama, Jack Albertson as Amos Slade, Sandy Duncan as Vixie, Jeanette Nolan as Widow Tweed, Pat Buttram as Chief, John Fiedler as the Porcupine, John McIntyre as the Badger, Dick Bocklian as Dinky, Paul Winchell as Boomer, Jack Angel as Squeaks the Caterpillar. So let's dive right into the plot. The saddest <clears throat> Disney movie. Yeah. Arguably. I, I, I would say so. <laughs> and I have a note here to start off. There was a very eerie opening credits. There was no music, just the sound of the forest. And uh, it's very different from what I've come to expect from Disney. Yeah, I had that too. I was like, oh, this is interesting. <clears throat> no music. Like, I just kept expecting music to show up and I was like, yeah, or not. <laughs> yeah, it's not until the chase begins that we get any music. And so, yeah, but, it was very not Disney. Yeah. Which is what's very surprising. Mm-hmm. Agreed. The film proper starts with a mother fox who has fear in her eyes, carrying her baby in her mouth, running throughout the forest and passing over a mountain until she reaches a farm where she hides her baby next to a fence and nuzzles it goodbye, then runs off and gets shot. And we hear another gunshot very similar to Bambi. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah. We really uh, like killing off mommies. Yeah. Yeah. There was a Mommy lot of, animals. I feel yeah. like there were a lot of Bambi callbacks on this and I'm going to make a point at the end of the film uh, as well. Or I think towards, at least towards the end of the film, if not the very end of the film about this. An owl named Big Mama, along with her two bird friends, Dinky the Goldfinch and Boomer the Woodpecker, arrange for him to be adopted by the kindly local widowed farmer widow tweed who names the baby fox todd 
since he reminds her of a toddler. And I have a note here saying that baby Todd is just the cutest little thing. He really is. Yeah. Um, and before I go any further into the summary here, the summary had nothing about um, Dinky Boomer and the Caterpillar storyline. Oh my god. And it, it, but it, it was just... Uh, it is probably one of my favorite parts of this movie, yeah. <laughs> is Dinky and Boomer trying to catch the caterpillar. Yeah, and it, it's <laughs> cute, but there's nothing in the summary about it, so I'll just address it now. It's so funny, too, because the whole time I was like, how is this caterpillar even still alive? Yeah. Like, if this was true, yeah. this caterpillar would be dead. Yeah, like, we, It is like months, years later, and this caterpillar's still alive. I don't know how long caterpillars stay caterpillars for before they become butterflies, but... Um... I would assume Disney did more research into it than I did, since I did none. <laughs> Maybe like a year or two. Cause... I I would have assumed like six, eight months. Like okay. I don't know why, but yeah, I don't know. It just felt like the caterpillar was along for a long time. Yeah, especially when it's got two birds like Chasing trying after to murder it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Widow Todd's neighbor Amos Slade, the hunter, brings home a hound puppy who he names Copper, and introduces him to his hunting dog Chief who is an Irish wolfhound. Big Mama is delighted to see Todd and Copper become playmates, singing the song Best of Friends. And I wrote down here, young Copper is also cute, but not as cute as Todd, in my opinion. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> and we have the song Best of Friends, sung by Pearl Bailey. Cute animation, cute lyrics, with a touch of foreboding in it, and well sung. I give it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I felt the same way. It's a very cute song. It's such a nice animation. It's like, oh, they're such friends. I give it a 7 out of 10 as well. Okay. The two play together for the next three days, vowing to remain friends forever. Amos grows frustrated at Copper for constantly wandering off and puts him on a leash to prevent him from doing so. While playing with Copper at his home, Todd accidentally awakens Chief. Amos and Chief chase him, uh, chase him until they are confronted by Widow T uh, Tweed. Uh, and I have a note here saying, so if Copper had to be tied up because he kept wandering off, why is Chief also tied up? You know? Presumably for similar reasons. Yeah, I, I just it's interesting that he has this little puppy that he's letting, you know, just wander, but then his trained dog is tied up. I, I don't know. Um, after having an argument with Widow Tweed, Amos threatens that he will kill Todd if he catches him on his property again, and that he won't miss next time. When the hunting season comes... Amos takes Chief and Copper into the wilderness for the interim. And I have a note here saying that I cracked up at Widow Tweed shooting Amos's car. <laughs> like, Widow Tweed is a badass. Yeah. It, it was a very funny thing that, like, I, it cracked, and, like, he's like, dang, woman, you cracked my radiator. <laughs> Meanwhile, Big Mama explains to Todd that his friendship with Copper can't continue by singing Lack of Education, as they are now natural enemies, but Todd refuses to believe her. Uh, with winter approaching, Dinky and Boomer fly south for the winter to stay warm. And here we have the song Lack of Education, sung by Pearl Bailey. And I wrote, it's not as good or memorable as Best of Friends, but still okay and short. I actually started to remember some of the lyrics during the song, and I gave it a 5 out of 10. Yeah, I did not like it that much. It was, I think because Best of Friends is such a good song, I gave yeah. it a 5 out of 10 as well. Okay. As the months pass, Todd and Copper grow into adults. On the night of Copper's return, Todd sneaks over to meet him and asks if they are still friends. Copper tells him that those days are over, and since he is a hunting dog now, things are going to be different between them, because if Chief wakes up, they will both be in danger. And I wrote down, 
Uh, we have the song here, A Hunting Man, sung by Jack Albertson. And it's just two lines that Amos sings as he returns home, but I'm sure Ashley will want to give it a score. So. <coughs> rude! I did give it a score. I gave it a 5 out of 10, but rude, just because <laughs> I count everything. Uh, I also gave it a 5 out of 10. Listen, after the Aristocats, I'm not letting any song pass me by. <laughs> um, even if someone whistles, I'm going to start counting it now. <laughs> um, oh one time, folks. One time I count everything, and you've got to count everything now. Yeah. Uh, Chief does wake up, alerting Amos. As a chase begin, begins, Copper catches Todd, but decides to let him go. Copper then diverts Chief and Amos, since he doesn't want them to kill Todd, who creeps out from under a wood pile and runs across a high railroad bridge for home, but is cornered by Chief, who is blocking uh, his path there. Todd turns back, with Chief making his pursuit to the bridge. But when Todd sees a fast-moving train suddenly approach them, Todd, being small enough, ducks safely under the train while Chief is hit by it, suffering a broken leg as he topples down a steep cliff into the river below. And I wrote a note here saying originally Chief was supposed to die in the scene, but Disney Studios had concerns about killing him, so they changed it to just being a broken leg. It's been a long time since I had seen this movie, and I was like, oh, Chief is dead! Chief is dead! Like, it still looked like he was dead. So, like, they really didn't do a good job of that, because, yeah. like, you don't see it till later that you're like, oh, Chief is alive! Like, yeah. I literally was like, oh, Chief died. Yeah. Which, I don't remember Chief dying. Like, I literally freaked out, and then was like, oh, it's because he's alive. But, like, man, if you were trying to, like, keep that scene a little, like, more PG, it's it's not. It's still, like... I thought he was dead. Well, with Chief dying, it could at least explain Copper and Amos's hatred of Todd. But with him only having a... Like, yes, he still got injured, but... But it's like they're overly... Like, Amos storms over to her... To Widow Tweed's house, like, you, you're you fox. Like, yeah, Hurt exactly. my dog, and it's like, wouldn't it be so much better if she he was like, you killed my dog. Like, look what happened to my dog because of your fox. Yeah, and Co and Copper especially, because he's like, Todd, I'll never forgive you for this. Like, it's like, whoa, buddy. <laughs> like, yeah, it's definitely, like, if you take in the fact that he should be dead, it's like, oh, well, that makes more sense yeah. for, like, the tone of what the other characters are all dealing with. Yeah, no issue killing Todd's mother. Yeah. <laughs> not, not changing that, you know. You can totally have dead parents, but, uh, you know. Uh, I would like to say... Producer Pumpkin is here, and I can yeah. only assume it's because we're talking about a dead dog. He's yeah. like, yes. dead dogs. <laughs> we don't like dogs, only cats here. Yeah. He's very curious today, crawling, and normally he just leaves us alone when we're recording, but today he's crawling all over everything. Infuriated by all this, Copper and Amos both blame Todd for poor Chief's accident and swear vengeance to get him if it's the last thing they do. To make matters worse, Amos st storms over to Widow Tweed's house and angrily tells her about getting Todd, who almost killed Chief, and that he plans to get him, uh, but she manages to block him out. She then realizes that she can't protect Todd forever, so the next day she takes him into the woods to set him free at a nearby game preserve, as Goodbye May Seem Forever uh, plays. And I have a couple notes here. <laughs> I wrote, Poor Todd, first he loses his mother, then his best friend, now Widow Tweed. This poor fox can't catch a break. The next note I wrote down, also, we see that Widow Tweed has a photo of Todd celebrating his first birthday. How does she know when he was born? It can't be the anniversary of when he came to her because only a few months have passed. No? no. I, I have no clue. Okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was cute. And then we have the song Goodbye May Seem Forever, sung by Jeanette Nolan in a chorus. 
and I wrote down, and I think I'm going to leave this in here, this song and this scene. Uh, Todd, lo- <laughs> Todd looks so happy during the car ride and has no idea what that he's about to be ditched. He's concerned for Widow Tweed because she looks sad. And I wrote, uh, but seriously, the best song of the film so far and the animation and story gave me the feels 9 out of 10. I hated it. I, like, started crying because I was like, oh, that stupid scene's coming up. Here we go. Like, this is the part of the movie. Not like Chief won't getting almost killed. It's like, oh, here we go. Yeah. This is the scene. We, we've been through a dog getting <laughs> run over with Rusty before and having a broken leg. We can we can make yeah, it through Chief. This is like, but, oh. but this 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 scene is just heartbreaking. It's it's the, it's probably the roughest part, the roughest scene individually. The movie itself overall has a very sad theme, but this individual scene is definitely the saddest scene. In oh yeah, opinion. like you said, because he's so happy, like he's like I'm going in the car, like bye bye's in the car, yeah. <laughs> like he's so excited. Yeah, and then. Widow Tweed's like trying to hold it together the whole time and it's not working. No. And I'm like, I get it was hard on her, but like, for having to do that. Yeah. Like, and he has no instincts, as, it, as it's going to show right? in like, a few like, moments. Realistically, but... I'm like, I don't know. Like, drop him off at an animal sanctuary or something. Don't drop him off in the middle of the woods where, like, or just. Do your best to keep them in the house all the time. Like I don't, I don't know. Again, find an animal sanctuary. Find someone yeah. willing to take care of him. Like that uh, doesn't live in your podunk town where Amos Slade once has vengeance against the fox. Yeah. Todd's oh, part- I didn't read the oh, song. Sorry. Go ahead. Eight out of ten. Right. There you go. <laughs> so Todd's first night alone there is a disaster as he enters a badger's den. The badger, whose name is Mister Digger, angrily tells him to go away. But a friendly porcupine offers to let him stay with him. And I just have a note here saying, go on, get. (laughs) Because that's what the badger kept saying over and over. That same night, Amos plans revenge on Todd by showing Copper a demonstration of Todd stepping into a trap. And I have two notes here. The first one saying, Amos might be the most evil Disney villain so far. He's going to kill Todd no matter what. And I'm headcanoning that he's the hunter from Bambi. You killed. know what? I'd believe it. And yeah. to be fair, like, he's even in the sense of, like, he does, he just wants to kill animals, too. Like, it's not even, like, a, he has reasons for it. Like, we're not giving a good enough backstory. Like, oh, he's just a lonely man. Like, maybe he's a widow, too. I don't know. I know yeah. nothing about this guy. Widower. Other than the, like, he's dead, you know? Yeah. And my second... Like, my, once all these animals dead. My second note here is that he doesn't even care about Chief's hurt leg. He dismisses him back into the other room. He just wants revenge for the sake of it. Like that. Right? It, I'm telling you, it's because he just wants to kill animals. It, yeah. It's like, poor Chief hasn't been number one since Copper came around. But, yeah. like, man, if I was Chief, I'd be like, he doesn't even give a f- about me. Yeah. Like, he huh. does yeah. not care. He doesn't. The next morning, Big Mama comes looking for Todd and finds Vixie beautiful female fox his age who is good friends with her todd wakes up after being pricked by the porcupine's quills falls and lands right in front of mr digger's den mr digger scolds him once again saying go on geet and then todd tries to apologize but is interrupted when mr digger thinks that he is making up excuses the porcupine attempts to defend the fox but mr digger tells him you keep out of this you walking pincushion the porcupine points out that Mr. Digger shouldn't be grumpy to a newcomer, to which he responds by telling Todd, go back where you came from. Todd leaves, now more more depressed than ever. Big Mama and Vixie arrive and see him, feeling sad for him. As Vixie remarks that he is uh, downhearted, Big Mama tells her, 
He was dropped out here all alone without a friend in the world. As Vixie decides to cheer him up, Big Mama thinks the idea is perfect. She sends Vixie into the sunlight so she will look as beautiful as possible and introduces Todd to her. Big Mama got plans. Oh, yeah, she does. Like, yeah. She's like, ooh, I'm gonna get you two foxes together. That's what I'm gonna do today. I, I have a note about uh, that at some point. Um, but uh, Todd first tries to impress Vixie by catching a fish, only to fail, causing her to laugh at him. Angry and hurt, he insults her, telling her that she's a silly, empty-headed female. Angered by this, Vixie refuses to talk to him, but Big Mama intervene, intervenes with the song Appreciate the Lady and directs Todd being himself and to give Vixie another chance. And we have the song Appreciate the Lady, sung by Pearl Bailey, and my note here is that Alfred, or Big Mama is the Alfred to Todd's Batman. And if you don't know what I'm referencing, go back and listen to our episode on Batman, uh, Mask of the Phantasm. I was laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Once I read that yeah. note, I was like, oh. I gave that song a 5 out of 10. Okay. It's cute. And I, I just love that, again, that she's, like, trying to get them together. Like, Yeah. I gave it a 6 out of 10. I wrote, that's a short short song, but fine. But, yeah, she as soon as she sees Vixine in her mind, she's, she's like, like, oh, this is going to work. I know what to do. Yeah. Um, and it does work. <laughs> um, I, the thing, too, that's interesting is when she uh, is describing Todd to Vixine, she's like, Oh, he's cute. And Vixie's like, oh, he's cute, huh? Like, it's she fits her name Vixen very well. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, he's young, your age, yeah. cute. Yeah. And so they get along very well once he admits his lack of survival, survival skills. Vixie is now aware of his inability to survive in the wild and helps him adapt. Uh, she allows him to be her friend and stay with her in the forest. And just like that, begin to develop a romantic relationship. <laughs> the next morning, the vengeful Amos and Copper trespass into the game preserve to hunt Todd without anyone noticing. Amos finds a shadowy path on the way to the pond and sets up three leg hole traps along it and hides them with leaves. The next morning, Todd and Vixie emerge from Vixie's burrow, having spent the night there. They both remark about how happy they are with one another and playfully chase each other into the forest. As they come to the trap-laden path, Vixie becomes worried and refuses to go on, but Todd just shrugs it off. She warns him to be careful as she as he goes down alone. And I have a note here saying Todd says that he's quote unquote never been happier when he emerges from when he emerged from Vixie's burrow, and she says the same thing. A little bow chicka wow wow. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, uh, that was something that surprised me that the movie she spent the night at her place. Well, uh, I guess I'll, you know, we're spoiling the whole movie. And then if you're listening to this and haven't watched it, why not? But the the ending scene with the two of them overlooking like the two houses and everything mm -hmm. like that, I was surprised there weren't little foxes, like little baby foxes. Especially because there's them. a second one in which there are little foxes and little puppies. So I think that's isn't that a prequel though? Like it, is that what like, that is? I, I've never watched it, but I, I've never watched it either. I always thought that it was more about Todd and Copper I when they were have, young. I have thoughts on the ending of this movie, and okay, well we'll get we'll, we'll get, get there. Yeah, we'll get there very shortly. More um, so about what was missing from the end. Yeah. As Todd walks, he becomes unsettled. His foot uncovers one of the tramps, and as Amos cocks his shotgun, his ears perk up at the noise, and he steps backward. Luckily, he narrowly, narrowly escapes the traps, turning and running as fast as he can, while Amos's gunshots ring out, and Copper takes after him, and takes after him and Vixie as the next chase begins. Todd buys. Uh, Vixie more time to escape, then waits for Copper to come closer. 
As the hound approaches, Todd distracts him, snarling at him. After a brief fight, Todd sprints back to Vixie's burrow with Copper uh, behind his, his tail. He safely enters, but Copper is too big to follow inside and begins thrashing and clawing his way into it. Todd and Vixie attempt to exit out the other end, but are stopped by Amos taking aim at them. After failing to shoot them, he takes a match and some straw and creates a fire in the back way, blocking their escape. He then joins Copper at the front, ready to shoot them both. Vixie coughs and tells Todd that they're trapped and she's scared. Nevertheless, he tells them that it is their only chance and they sprint as fast as they can out the back, narrowly avoiding the flames to Amos's astonishment, putting him in pure shock. They scale a mountain with a waterfall near nearby as Copper and Amos follow them up to the top, where they escape by going across an old fallen trunk. Once the hunting duo is at the top of the hill, Amos takes aim at a bush, thinking Todd and Vixie are in it, but finds that the chase climaxes when he and Copper inadvertently provoke an attack, an attack from a large, disturbed, sleeping grizzly bear, who the, uh, they accidentally antagonized. And I have a wrote a note here saying, yo, <laughs> that bear, though, I completely forgot that the bear, uh, I completely forgot about the bear, and the animation team did a fantastic job with making it terrifying and huge. Yeah, I forgot about the bear, too. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Bear. And not cute Baloo bear. <laughs> no, no, terrifying red-eyed bear that's <laughs> terrifying going... Terrifying bear that's going to murder us all. Yeah. Amos fires only one single shot. And only hurts the bear, who swipes at him and sends him falling down the ravine, losing his hat and dropping his gun on a tree just out of his reach. And he is forced to walk backward and gets his foot caught in one of his own traps. Copper then jumps in between him and the bear and, bear, and bravely tries to protect his master and attacks the grizzly bear. Amos frantically tries to free himself, but is not strong enough for the trap's grip, which still holds his foot as tight as possible, uh, whilst Copper fights the bear as this vicious battle continues to go on for a while, and Copper manages to hold on for a while until the bear hits him to the ground and knocks him out. As the battle ends, he is soon overwhelmed. Todd, hearing Copper's uh, yelping echo, looks back and sees the horror of him being nearly killed. At the moment in which the bear closes in and is about to kill Copper, Todd intervenes, rescues him, and jumps on the bear's back, but continues the battle with him, and ends up leading him to the old bridge above the waterfall. And I wrote down, despite what the summary says, it's really not a bridge, it's a fallen tree that landed on both sides of the waterfall. Just as he comes close to Todd, he raises his paw and hits the splinters of the old log, which breaks and sends them both falling down the waterfall with the fallen trunk. The bear presumably dies, while Todd is barely able to make it ashore. I don't know if the bear actually died. It might have more just yeah, been like, I was, no idea. I was taking a nap and I, I, all this, I'm supposed to be in an animal sanctuary here. Like, what's this hunter doing here? I'm going to go take a nap over here now. But Copper approaches Todd as he lays in the lake, amazed at his bravery, despite past events when Amos appears, having freed his foot from the trap and takes aim at Todd. Copper steps in front of his childhood friend and refuses to move away. After several seconds, Amos lowers his gun and leaves with Copper, but not before he and Todd smile goodbye. And I have a note here saying, I wonder what went through Amos's mind that he decided not to shoot Todd. He doesn't know about Todd and Copper's childhood friendship. Maybe he saw Todd attack the bear to protect I him and Copper. I can only assume that's what happened there. And then the fact that Copper was like, no, he yeah. protected us. Like... Yeah. Because, I mean, eventually, he could he could have just walked up and moved Copper himself. Like, and, and, But, yeah, he 
just decided not to do them, not to shoot him anymore. At home, Widow Tweed wraps a cast around Amos's leg while Chief and Copper rest. Before resting, Copper smiles as he remembers the day that when he when he became friends with Todd. Up on a hill, Vixie joins Todd as they look down on the homes of Copper and the Widow. As the film fades out, a voiceover of young Todd and Copper affirming their everlasting friendship is heard. And I wrote a note here saying, so theoretically, if Amos isn't going to hunt Todd anymore, can't he and Vixie move in with Widow Tweed? So this is my point. Is That bothers me, but what bothers me more is like not so much like, oh, can't they move in with him? Like, No, because I think it shows that Todd's growing up and that he can like move in to be a real fox now. Mm. But why is there literally no scene where like, all four of them, Vixie, Todd, Copper, and Amos, are like come back and like, you know, at first Widow Tweed's like con- concerned, and then she's like, "Oh my God, he's fine!" And look, he has a girlfriend now. Yeah. Like, I like where is that scene? Like, we get no confirmation that Widow Tweed even knows that Todd's okay. Yeah. Like we like we don't know what Amos told her when he got back like no. he could have just been like i was stupid and fell in one of my own traps like and how he doesn't have to tell her anything else about no. what happened and like that's what like we have no like doesn't the widow deserve her closure of knowing like todd's out there and he's okay and yeah. not like ever wondering if she made the right decision because for her seeing that he has found another fox friend wouldn't that be enough for her to be like I did make the right decision. I sent him on his way. Agreed. Like, like I don't we, know, the audience, like know we, it, I, I, we as an audience know that, but she does not know yeah. that, presumably, unless they did go talk to her, and that's just like a missing scene we don't see. But again, why don't we see that then? This isn't like there's no reason why we couldn't see that. Why the scene of them overlooking instead of like them wandering up to her farm and she sees them and she's like, oh, and yeah. then it ends. And you, Same, you get the same feelings, and you can have the everlasting friendship. Like, I get it's not about Todd and Widow Tweed, it's about Todd and Copper, but, like, Widow Tweed is a part of Todd's story, and it's really Todd's story, this movie. It's not really Copper's story, necessarily. Agreed. And you could even give Amos a line saying, like, he's an okay fox, or something like that. Yeah, like, so that she knows. Yeah, and, like, I don't know. It, it's also weird, too, because... It's not like Todd has a distinguishing mark or something no. that he could be told, like, you could tell him apart from other foxes. So Amos just went out there, found some foxes, and was like, yep, these are the ones responsible for, for Chief getting hurt, even though Vixie had nothing to do with it. And what, But there are little details like that, that if this movie came out today, it would be more fleshed out like that, and they would have, you know, scenes like that in it. But for its time period, we just get, we get sad. We get, <laughs> just get sad, just and then we get sad. no yeah. no closure on that point. <laughs> exactly. Um, do you want to go into our overall scores, or do you have anything yeah, else? Yeah, we can go with that. All right, do you want to go first? We'll go first. Okay. And I wrote, So it's a very well-done film, animation and story-wise. The songs are a bit lackluster, with The Best of Friends probably being the most memorable, while uh, Goodbye May Seem Forever probably being the best one. The voice acting is also very well done, but I would have liked to have had a happier ending. Like I suggested that Todd and Vixen both move in with Widow Tweed. Or like you said, like just giving them that just scene. Just giving that closure. Like yeah. it's missing. Agreed. However, we are in the sad Disney era. And this film is probably the saddest one because the story is the realist. Obviously not the talking animals part, but the fact that you have friends throughout your childhood who you think will always be there. And then at some point you part ways. I think even as a child, I knew that would be true. Your life goes through stages and people who are important at one stage won't be in another. 
I also think that this film sort of has a mixed message about like types of people that you can be friends with, but perhaps I'm reading too much into it. Ultimately, it was their childhood friendship that saved both Todd and Copper's lives, so maybe I'm wrong about that message. Additionally, I don't know why the scene of Widow Tweed abandoning Todd in the woods had to be as sad as it was. Don Bluth had left Disney at this point and was making his own sad, horny movies elsewhere. They could have made it less sad, but whatever. Overall, I'm giving The Fox and the Hound an 8.5 out of 10. It would be a solid 9 if the songs were a little bit better, but they're a vast improvement over the songs from Pete's Dragon. I gave it an 8 out of 10 because I think it's a beautiful storytelling. The animation's very beautiful. I think it's really sad, like you said, sad Disney era, but I think it's really sad compared to even a lot of sad Disney movies. It does lack songs. It's what's really lacking. And like I said, the ending is not very good. Though, now that we're talking about Don Bluth, I thought of something. Mm. What this needs is another film that Don Bluth has made. It needs that ending. It needs the Land Before Time treatment here. Mm. Because it needs that happy, like, it's such a sad movie. And then it gets to the end and you're like, everybody meets up in the Great Valley. Like, it needs that ending. It needs that... And everybody knows that everybody's happy ending. We don't have that. We're, like, missing that, like, fundamental little bit at the yeah. end. Yeah. Agreed. Because, like, even Amos and Widow Tweet are, like, happy and getting along at the end. Like, everybody's good, except we don't know that for sure, necessarily. Be- yeah, between Tweet and Todd. Because we, we don't, don't have, have the, the full, like, well, yeah, we don't have the complete closure. Maybe maybe I'm wrong about Fox and the Hound, too. Maybe that maybe it's both a in-between quill or whatever mm-hmm. and a sequel. I don't know. But maybe we do get some sort of closure there. I very much doubt it. I, I, I think I have this. I've never seen it, but I feel like I've caught clips of it on Disney Channel or something. And it was Todd and um, Copper when they were still young. I could be wrong about that. Maybe it's their sons. Maybe it's their daughters. Who knows? This, in my personal opinion, and I think the vast amount of people would also say, agree with us, that this is the saddest Disney film of the sad Disney era. Is there anything else you'd like to say about the movie? or uh... No, that's it. Okay. Well, this has been the Once Again Podcast. Any questions, comments, or critiques can be addressed to our email at onceagainpod at gmail.com. Follow us on our social media accounts, Once Again once again Pod, all one word, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Which, I don't know, do you think we're going to make a hive for the, with the, everything that's going on oh, with Twitter at some don't point? Don't even, I'm sad, don't even talk to me about yeah. Twitter stuff. I, I downloaded Hive and... Uh, I made a Hive yeah. for myself. Uh, I don't I, know, ask people, should we make a Hive? Should we be one of the first podcasts on Hive, guys? Because yeah, I'm really not doing anything on TikTok. <laughs> I haven't uploaded a single thing. Um, even though that's evidently the best platform to grow your, your business, not, not just yeah. podcasts, but... Um, but if you'd like to contribute to the podcast, we have several tiers available on patreon.com slash onceagainpod. As always, a like, follow, or share would be greatly appreciated. Thank you and have a wonderful day. And remember, we will entertain you. We will always entertain you. Unlike Pete's Dragon.
Rumpelstiltskin always says that magic comes with a price. But for this price, you can get a nice piece of jewelry. Use code ONCEPOD for 10% off your first order at Unusual Magic Jewelry on Etsy. Click the link in the description.